1: Welcome to Afterwork Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello. Hello, Grace. Good
2: day. <laughs> I'm in Western Australia, so we legally have to say that.
1: We said it the other day. Um, well, Anton said it the other day in an Uber in LA, and the guy like lost it laughing.
2: Really? Yeah. Thrilled.
1: He was, he was like, "Australian, yeah. are you?" And I was like, "Well,
2: actually, no." <laughs> it's fun being in a place where you're like a novelty.
1: Mm.
2: It's very excited by you.
1: Yeah, and then we were going to the Dodgers, and the guy was like, "Go Dodgers!" We were like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. How has your week been? You're in Perth.
2: I'm in Perth. I'm looking after my mom because she has a, her ankles just fucked up. Like it's it's scary. Mm. I don't want to go into the details, but it freaks me out <laughs> but you have to but anyway, say that
1: you're looking after her because of her ankle not because she's dying
2: <laughs> yeah I'm looking after her because of her ankle sorry yeah it's misleading <laughs> and so I'm in Perth this week <laughs> um and things are good I don't know if I've told you just before we started recording that I have this thing about like ripe bananas but I don't know why they just like do something to me
1: do you hate bananas them or pretty- you like
2: them like, I hate them. Like, the smell and sight and, like, thing of them just, like, turns my stomach. And I was peeling them. Like, you know how they get, like, fuzzy? Mm-hmm. Kind of. When I was peeling them to put them in the, the freezer to put them in a smoothie, and I was literally, like, oh, <clears throat> and I, like, nearly threw up, like, twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this is random, but I just – it just – it just sets off something in my body, like I had this physical reaction. I feel
1: like that about ripe avocados.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I do yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah,
2: like so disgusting.
1: Yes, yeah, so so yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this conversation is so fucked.
2: Agreed. Okay, Could, what is happening with you?
1: Um, fruit wise, nothing, but. What else have I even been doing? Anton came to visit for the weekend, which was so nice, and I packed like a thousand activities, as I was just telling you before into like forty eight hours and then just ended up crying because I got so stressed out about them all. we We tried to go to a bar and it was didn't open till five pm and then we were just standing on this sidewalk and it was like a hundred degrees, and I just burst into tears and he was like, "Um, we can just do nothing, it's fine. Um, and then we went to like, we went to the Dodgers, we went to some really, really, really yum restaurants, spent like $50,000 on pasta. Um, and then what's
2: the Dodgers? Like what's, what game is that?
1: Oh, it's, it's either baseball or softball. And I, Googled, <laughs> and I Googled the wrong, I think it's baseball. Right. Cause I was trying to figure out like whether the Dodgers were good at it and I was Googling softball and nothing was coming up.
2: Um, Right. Because the thing with America as well is especially LA, like the turnouts to sporting events are just wild. Like even this, even the, the university sporting events are like wild.
1: And they're, they're so nuts. It was the funniest night because they're just the craziest fans. And yeah. And so like the Mexican wave would go round, and then like the Mexican wave would just start again and go round and round and round and not finish. And so by the time like it finally stopped after like half an hour. You've just been standing up every two seconds being like, woo. <laughs> yeah. Go judges Yeah. And then they stand up during halftime and have like a, like everyone has a stretch together and they play a song.
2: It's yeah. That's very wholesome.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cute. I've been like a thousand times before, but that was the most sober I've been. So I was really noticing how weird they all were. <laughs> and then we went to oh, a comedy show at um, a place called The Laugh Factory. Um, and that was kind of funny. We were so tired though, but my friend was telling me we booked the wrong one and the one that they went to this time last year, their surprise guest was Louis CK.
2: Oh, mm. wouldn't have gone Go down so well a year later. But yeah, I know. Impressive. I was like, probably won't happen tonight. <laughs> Likely won't. I mean, Zach went to a comedy show as well for his birthday. Oh my God, I haven't told you this. So it was Zach's birthday on Friday and he really wanted to go see this comedian and that ticket sold out. So I went on the Facebook group and wanted to like secretly buy two tickets for it because I wanted to surprise him Mm -hmm. and I got fully scammed. Oh my God. Like like fully level 10. like.
1: And how horrible is it when you get scammed? Because you're literally like, I'm not that dumb. I got scammed by by someone pretending to be the ATO when I was sitting at my desk.
2: And they were like,
1: you haven't paid your tax refund from 2012. And I was like, I literally moved here like a year ago, but okay.
2: (laughs) Here's my credit card. Yeah. And
1: I like called Anton like crying because I thought that I owed them money.
2: I know. This one was so funny as well because it must have been a catfish that had taken all these pictures from a real girl's profile because there were so many pictures of her dating back to like 2014. Like I was like, oh, this must just be legit. And I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, I was like the thing is like there were just no red flags like how so basically I transferred the money and then she just blocked me on every single oh social media god. like once she was like okay I'll email those now and then just blocked me on everything and I was like I just wish there was a red flag that would have showed it and then on the profile it was like all oh, these pictures of this like cute brunette girl like holding a fish with her fiance and all this stuff and then the captions were like I am nice and gentle girl
1: Oh my god
2: <laughs> And I was like why wasn't there a sign
1: yeah. I basically did that um when I was coming over here and I was like looking for a place to stay and there was this place that popped up on Craigslist like Craigslist, seriously. I don't know what I was thinking. Um and this place popped up and it was literally like like $200 a week for a house in West Hollywood. And I was like, this is just unbelievable. I was like, it's almost too good to be true. But I just wanted it to be true so bad that I was like, honestly, on my online banking, like about to transfer $3,000. And Anton was like, I
2: remember. yeah, he was like, stop. He was like, I just need you to pay like four months up front. And i yeah. are like, well, that's reasonable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was fully like trying to figure out, I was like entering the bank details on my online banking. And Anton basically like, sh- like hiffed my laptop into the wall.
2: and you were like can my my friend lives in los angeles can they go see it and he was like no
1: yeah (laughs) and i was like okay then don't worry
2: i know i was like i am so not the kind of person that this would happen to when i'm like the fucking absolute perfect example of who this shit happens to
1: like we just think because we're smart enough to not click on you've won a hundred thousand dollars in the lotto that we're not going to get scammed
2: exactly and anyway so we ended up going to the comedy show on the night and i could buy tickets at the door and it was really shit mm. the opening mm. act was like we got there at seven and the main guy didn't start till eleven thirty, so we just had oh to sit through God. like five hours and the sec, the opening act was like the worst thing i've ever seen in my entire life it was like Everyone was just screaming, heckling him by the end, but I didn't even feel bad because he was just cooked. Like he was wearing like a gimp mask and he was like, he like called out a woman in the crowd and was like, you know the Me Too movement? Come up here and we'll join the Me Too movement or something. Oh, my God, no. And he was like, on the count of three, shout, build the wall. And I was like, that's just not even fucking funny.
1: I hate him.
2: Yeah, he's like a dirtbag. It was
1: a funny guy at our one. He was just like he just came on stage and then like looked down the audience and he's like ma'am don't look at me and then he was just like (laughs) and then he like looked somewhere else and he's like show your legs please it smells and I was like I like obsessed with this guy but if he hickles me I'll fucking burst into tears
2: (laughs) exactly I know I made us sit like on the second level mezzanine that was like so far away from
1: yeah, same. The eye
2: light, same. the eyesight of and the then comedian. He started,
1: and then he asked a guy on my, like, floor, like, way up on the balcony. Kevin was his name. Asked him stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, we've got to leave.
2: No one's safe. When I was, like, 10, we went to the circus, my dad, me and my brother, and the clown was doing audience participation. <laughs> and he was, like, headed towards my dad. And my dad just turns to me and Callum. And he's like, if this clown picks me, we're fucking leaving. And then he <laughs> oh just get, like, got up to leave. I was
1: like, That's me. And you guys were ten. Just trying to have They're fun. They're like
2: children. Yeah, trying to enjoy it. I was like, it's a nice community spirit.
1: Um, I have something a really great recommendation. And it is The Bachelorette USA. So I only came in, it's like almost finished, but I only came in on basically you just have to watch this episode and I'm gonna ruin the whole thing anyway. But it was right mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, she had four guys left and there was this guy who's a born again Christian. I think she really, really liked him, and she's a Christian too. But I think she's not like as serious as him. And then he, they were out for a dinner date, and then she, they had like had a really lovely day. They were in Greece because they obviously have a lot more budget than The Bachelor Australia. Yes, and they were on. <laughs> in the Bachelor of
2: Australia, they're like, we're going to Alice
1: Springs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Canberra. Um, <laughs> And they were in Santorini and they had this really nice day. And then at night he was just like, oh, you know, let's talk about sex. And she was like, okay. And she just she was like, she's just so great. She like looked really pissed off. And then he was like, basically, if you have sex with anyone else on the show, like with anyone on the show, I'm leaving because sex is like a massive thing for me. And she was just like, that's just not a thing you can say to me. She was like, ah, she's from Alabama, Alabama, <laughs> that word yeah. I can't say. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm, I ain't tied down to any man. And she was like, so you can't tell me what to do. And then basically she like kicked him out. And as she was kicking him out, he was like, you know, he, he, it was, went on for ages. And then she got to the car and she was like, I want you to go. Like I've made up my mind. I want you to leave. And he was like, I don't think you have made up your mind. Like, I think you want me here. And she goes, I know something that'll get you in that car. I have had sex here. I had sex in a windmill <laughs> and like she'd had sex with another contestant <laughs> in a windmill <laughs> and then and then it like cuts to her looking at the camera and she goes and we did it twice
2: <laughs> oh my god what a queen
1: I know I and then he goes and then he just looked so so upset it was like the funniest thing ever and then he goes can I pray for you before I leave and she goes no oh <laughs> and he got in the car <laughs> I was going to say that's the best that television I've, I've ever
2: Katz. seen. That's amazing. She deserves some sort of award. I know. She deserves the Emmy.
1: And then another guy um, in a bit of juicy gossip, another guy who's still on the show, Gigi Hadid, started following today. That's random. I know. I feel like it might be another Sarah Highland thing. You know how the, she is now engaged to a guy who was on The Bachelorette? Really? He was a contestant on The Bachelorette and she tweeted that he was hot. And he was like, well, all right.
2: Oh, my God. And now they're engaged. Bizarre. Mm. Bizarro. Wow. <laughs> um, and
1: Queer Eye Season 4 has started.
2: I've watched no Queer Eye.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to say this for some reason. I feel like we've had this conversation and you
2: have to watch Season 1, Episode 1 like I have watched season one episode one but it just I loved it and I cried a lot I watched it while I was cooking something but I just didn't get hooked enough to watch another one yeah so that is
1: actually the best episode (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny my friend came and stayed the other night it's so
2: good I loved it but I was
1: like I just don't know it's like quite emotionally draining yeah my friend came and stayed the other night and I and she'd never watched it either so we watched that one again which is now the third time I've watched it because I watched it by myself once with Anton and once with her and I was like sobbing and then I watched season four episode one and that's actually really good too and they go back to Jonathan Van Ness's high school and like make over his music teacher who spends all her time at work and she really helped him when he was young and he got bullied at high school and it's a really cute one
2: heaven okay maybe I'll watch that for some wholesome content
1: and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is um there's a new how to fail episode with her someone posted that on our um closed Facebook group a while ago but I just skimmed it and thought they were posting about the one that she was on last year but yeah. she's came back like earlier this month and did a second episode and it's all about how, so her first episode with her was before Killing Eve had come out and ah. then, so in the past year she's become super famous and really well known, so this new one was about all her failures from the past year, so from cool. when Killing Eve came out till now. And it was, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting, like Killing Eve was turned down by every single network in the UK really and then she said she pitched it to the US and they were just like
2: alright go ahead (laughs) she was like okay I can see that though because the UK like they they don't do like slick cool stylish stuff like that like Mm. they do stuff like Fleabag that's like slow burn Mm. drama like they don't you know what I mean I can see that happening yeah like a broad church yeah like broad church like I feel like they love like a slow burn like kind of seaside drama
1: um and then she talked a lot about um her about like not realizing the impact that Fleabag season 2 would have on her family because that obviously blew up a lot more than Fleabag season 1 and she said that she was in the US at the time writing Killing Eve and her family were like fielding questions left right and center and everyone just assumes because she's in it and it's quite personal that it is about her family and that it's based um. off her family and so like she said and and like there's little similarities like her stepmom. I don't know why she would ever do this, but her stepmom in real life is actually an artist.
2: Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I know.
1: I was like, uh, can you be any more obvious about yeah. not liking her? <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, um, yeah, just things like that. And then she said that everyone keeps asking her sister. Her sister's called Izzo, and she kept, everyone keeps asking her if she's shat in a sink.
2: Oh, it's so good. I listened to her on Fresh Air as well, actually, on the plane. Mm, I haven't listened to that. On one as well. It's really good. She's such a legend. But Terry Gross, like, keeps asking her about sex. And she's like – she's like, I get that Fleabag is about sex, but she's like, I also feel like it's not as much about sex as everyone makes it out to be. Like, she's like, that is a part of it. But – She's like, there's no nudity. There's very few actual sex scenes. Like, you do talk. we talk about sex explicitly, but it's like, she's like, the way I see some people talk about it makes you think it's some sort of borderline porno. Yeah, like, I don't even feel like yeah. it is much
1: about sex. I just feel like I when don't sex think scenes happen and you're on an aeroplane, it's fucking annoying.
2: But Yeah, exactly. I think she just says that she always gets asked about, like, sex and, like, the character's sex life and, like, her feelings on sex and blah, blah, sex. And she's kind of like, oh. Um,
1: And then my last recommendation is one that I think you're going to love and our listeners are going to love, judging off um, my previous podcast recommendations. It's one called Who Weekly, which I thought for just by looking at it that it was by Who Magazine, but it's not. So um, Yeah, no, it's not. It's by these two Americans who basically – it's called Who Weekly because they do – a podcast on like celebrities you know and then just like a, rat, a rogue celebrity that like no one's heard of and then um yeah so they sort of talk about what's happening in the celebrity news cycle but then make it really fucking funny so i'm gonna play you a soundbite
0: the only person
1: who pandered more
0: in big little lies was reese witherspoon live tweeting it with pre-made gifts on her twitter nicole's did you see nicole's it made no, no sense no it was uh i was like which like how old was the intern who wrote this for you? Yeah, twenty three. It was them when they're all on the asphalt, and it says "walking into Sunday like dot dot dot," and then like a wiki face hashtag Big Little Lies tomorrow I night on at yes, HBO, I and then Big yes. Little Lies commented "wave wave wave." Let these women <laughs> speak their own language. No, Lindsay, they're all they're all best friends, <sighs> and, n- and none of them can do anything but think about Big Little Lies season two on HBO. It's just like... it's their top priority. Actually, Nicole Kippen's top priority. She's like, it says here on my contra- in my contract that my top priority will be Big Little Lies. I'll have you know Keith Urban is always my top priority. Big Little Lies can be second priority. Um, I can't put anything above Keith. I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's our marriage. That's in our marriage contract. Sorry. That's, he's number one priority. I love him so much. Mm, if the Big Little Lies premiere was the same day of like some random country music awards, she would skip the premiere. She would have done country. She has to. There's no way she wouldn't have.
2: That sounds amazing. I'm going to binge listen. It gives me in the limelight vibes.
1: Yes, it's so much like them. That's why I think I'm obsessed.
2: Love. Okay. My recommendations are a bit more depressing, kind of. In my latest Audible As per binge, I have listened to this book, or listen slash read this book called The Red Parts by Maggie Nelson. And I think you would really, really like it. It's basically about this woman, she's such a beautiful writer and her aunt was murdered in, like, the early 70s Um, and she never met the aunt but she kind of had this fascination with it because obviously it was a huge part of, like, the family's life and, like, her mum kind of brought her up in this specific way because she was so scared of her... um, having a similar kind of thing happen because the aunt was only like 20 when she was murdered. And they thought at the time that she was murdered by the co-ed killer, who's like quite a famous serial killer in America. But then when this woman, Maggie Nelson, was in her 20s, um, they basically got contacted and were told they think they had the wrong person in prison and that they'd actually found the right guy. So she had to go with her mum to this this retrial of this case basically. So it's all like – it's like her – and the reason I loved it is because at the time of the trial, she was like, I know this is really, really serious, but I've also just broken up with my first serious boyfriend and I'm like so devastated all the time. And I know it's selfish, but like (laughs) I can't not focus on it. And it's just kind of – it just feels like exactly what it would feel like for a real person to go through that. Yes. I also really
1: want to know – so after – Disclosing that I had accidentally spent like $100 in Audible, same as Grace, by being signed up without knowing. I just like weirdly went back in the other day and sent Grace a screenshot and I was like, why? Like, what is our problem? We're just like addicts.
2: Yeah, Audible addicts.
1: And I went back in and signed back up, but now I don't know what to use my one free credit on.
2: I literally had seven credits, Izzy. That's how long I'd been paying for it without realizing. Mm.
1: You
2: have to be doing it for like two years to have that many. Yeah. So annoying. But you should listen to this or to Hunger. But it's okay. really, I, I like, I'm not explaining it very well, but she's just such a beautiful writer. It's so good. Okay. I'm to um, listen to that. And then the other thing was the um, Atlantic did a really good article on Ivanka Trump and, like, what a hypocrite she is, basically. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll read it. But there was a lot of stuff about Ivanka this week just because, I don't know. Hilariously, when we recorded this, it was when she just tweeted, "Congratulations to Boris Johnson on becoming the Prime Minister of the United Kingston."
1: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> I was like, "That can't be real," and it is real. She's such an idiot. But this Atlantic article is basically about how she, like, she's just terrible because her whole portfolio is meant to be women's empowerment. Or something I know like that.
1: that's like her cause or whatever.
2: That's her whole thing, and she's, like, as silent as a fucking mouse every time there's something about abortions or rape allegations against her own dad or, like, all these women's rights issues. But then she's going to meet with Kim Jong-un at the border and the G20 summit, which has nothing to do with her portfolio. Like, she just – this article is basically about how if you ever ask her a question related to – policy or her father's decisions or whatever she's like she's always like well that's not in the remit of my portfolio and then
1: and then she'll go and do things that are like completely different
2: yeah exactly she's just a huge hypocrite and I feel like she's just trying to ride this wave of like internet feminism to try and stop people from ever having a go at her when she's like if you're not criticizing him then you're part of the problem you know what i mean at that level um, and i just think
1: that, do you think she wants to be president
2: probably yep. i just think she's she just sucks like i just i just find her i just find it there's one thing to be crazy donald trump it's like another thing to be utilizing crazy donald trump for your own personal gain 100%. and abandoning your values because you think it's good for your personal brand or for your personal, like, fortune or whatever. I don't even and then think ch- those are
1: her values, though. Like, I don't think she cares.
2: Yeah, I just think she wants m- more fame. She wants to be able to bank on it and get more money out of it afterwards. And she's basically co-opting feminism as, like, a shield to hide behind. And I just find it really gross and do not like her.
1: It is gross. And what's also gross is I think my rosé has gone off.
0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or Sleepnumber.com.
2: <laughs> Which one is worse?
1: Yeah, I can't figure it yeah, out. Rose right. can go off. I know, but it hasn't been in the fridge that long. Hmm. Who knows? What else?
2: um that was kind of everything there's been a lot of good daily episodes lately
1: we had so many responses to you talking about rationale
2: I know I know uh, that's another thing I went on the weekend and I'm a a full-blown convert did
1: you buy all the stuff yeah yeah I knew it um what about how someone posted in our group and said well not someone one of our friends Ebony posted in our group and said that She had really bad skin and then she read an SBS or like SBS did a big investigation on sauerkraut, putting sauerkraut on your skin and it's completely cleared her acne.
2: That is wild. It's
1: like an old wives tale. And then she said that she tried it because SBS did this big investigation on it and it actually worked. I feel like I should have written down exactly what she does because people might want to try it at home. I think she did something like she puts it on for like rubs... And on for like 15 minutes at night or something.
2: That freaks me out so much, but is also much cheaper than Rationale. We
1: yeah, I think it's a clearing like severe acne.
2: The thing they do at Rationale that I really want you to go and do <laughs> is they do this like this skin scan of your face. And it's so scary because it shows your face like eight layers deep down. On the seventh layer down, it's like all your sun damage and you just look like 400 years oh old. Oh my God, and I would like, look so is... bad. And I was like, that looks really bad. And she was like, look, it is bad, but everyone in Australia is like this. But she was like, that's fighting to come to the surface and we've got to like keep it down. My like, God, mine lockdown. would be so bad. Like
1: every single day here, I'm like, I need a, um wear sub block. And then I just leave the house and realise that I haven't.
2: I know, that's what I was like as well. I've only really started wearing sunscreen all the time this year. I try and to and every day I'm
1: like I preach about it like I'm like put some block on to Anton and then every other day I leave the house and I've forgotten it forget
2: yeah this is like they have eight things and it's like wrinkles red spots texture dark spots blah blah like all this crazy shit and it shows you your skin on this crazy level and then obviously you're like oh my god save me <laughs> we need to fix it
1: okay wait I found this post um and she said I tried it and it literally cleared up my skin almost instantly. I just used the liquid as a mask twice a week for 15 minutes and it gets rid of any blemishes almost overnight. It's insane. And then I said, she sounds like she's a sauerkraut saleswoman. And she said, well, now you mention it for a limited time. You can order three sauerkraut packets (laughs) for $59.99.
2: This episode is brought to you by sauerkraut. That scares me, but maybe we should try it.
1: Yeah, I'm keen for someone else to try it and tell us
2: um and the last thing i want to talk about is that i watched the entire second season of big little lies in one go just in time for the finale
1: i absolutely I love, love that you finally are up to date and i don't have to keep fucking pissing you to watch it <laughs> it's so good
2: yeah. i liked it better than season one me too I mean, it's
1: so good i can't deal with just like every single scene there's just an iconic actress in it apart from Shailene Woodley but we can discuss that at a later date
2: and even then she's like fine she
1: just annoys me so much because she says like the stupidest stuff like she, she was doing press for the last season and she was like I don't watch tv
2: that's right like shit like like, that all the time like toothpaste and stuff yeah and i get that she's
1: sustainable that's really cool but she's so preachy about it and then she's like i don't have a tv and i don't watch tv and it's like not good for you and i'm like well and i feel like all of her scenes are always just the most random things like honestly this whole season i was like surely her relationship with that random guy has to be a plot and then it just wasn't a plot
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And last exactly. season, she
1: was with the cafe guy. So I was like, well, why don't you just keep the cafe guy if it's really not a plot?
2: That's true. Mm. That's the truth.
1: And Laura Dern is the queen of the world.
2: And how funny was it when, like, because her haircut was so bad, Shalene Woodley's character. And then there was that bit where Reese with a spoon was like, and I'm really beating myself up about telling Jane that I like her bangs. Oh my God, yes.
1: <laughs> I honestly can't decide. Like who I love the most? Who do you love the most?
2: I know I feel the same because I feel like I flip flop where I'm like Reese with the spoon is the best. I love her character the most, but then there'll be a scene with Nicole Kidman where I'm like, oh my god, you're just so 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 good, and then I'm like, no, it's got to be Laura Dern. That character is iconic. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, it's out of and- it's out of
1: them, but mine's more Reese or Laura. Um, and then yeah, weirdly, as you were misjudging me last night, Meryl was just like overshadowed.
2: Meryl was like a kind of rogue character. Like rogue character. Like mm. I kind of liked it in the way that it wasn't this super obvious monster in law mum. Like it was, but like
1: It was because she wasn't she crazy.
2: Yeah, and she was kind of crazy. Like she was kind of trying to do the right thing but wasn't but was kind of evil but wasn't. Like I I like that, but I just didn't I don't know, something about it just didn't like land for me. I was like, I don't feel like you're a real person. Mm. And also it
1: was kind of weird in the last episode this isn't really we're not giving away spoilers but if you haven't watched it it's your own fault but yeah, in the <laughs> what about in the last episode I just came in with like Nicole Kidman having those memories of Perry as a kid and that was like the only kind of bit you got about that and then suddenly she's like saying it in the courtroom I was like surely you could have brought that in a couple of episodes ago
2: definitely and there was definitely like that courtroom scene something about it was a bit like i don't know like a bit off like a lot of things in the courtroom stuff felt really unrealistic like there was a bit where like nicole kidman's character has been like banging heaps of guys and the yes Beryl streep has been like investigating her to like
1: and as if she's banged that up. many guys since like she started yeah. investigating
2: but the judge was like – they were just asking her the dumbest questions and the judge, like, turned to her, the judge who's the mum from Girls. Oh,
1: yeah. I love that so much. I was like, where I do I know her from? And then my flatmate was like, that 70s show. And I was like, no. And then I figured
2: it out. <laughs> yeah, and she was just like, okay, now tell me about the sex. Like, why do you have sex with these men? And I was like, a fucking judge wouldn't – ask that like it's like something out of bold and the beautiful i was like this is ridiculous and also like she stops the lawyer then turns and asks her about it anyway i was like no
1: and also um how like at the start nicole kind of walks up and i was like oh my god we're about to have an elwood scene and then i realized that fucking elwood is in the courtroom she would have been like i did this so much better like 30 years ago
2: exactly (laughs) i was kind of like oh yeah you're a lawyer okay this is you know Mm. like it was a bit it was a bit like what do you call it? Self-indulgent. Like she's gonna cross-examine her on the bench and blah blah. blah. Um, but no, I loved it, and I liked, I liked what they did with Bonnie's character and her mum.
1: Yeah, me too. I think yeah, I think I definitely enjoyed watching the most Laura Dern. I love the scene. I love it so much when she kicks her cousin out of the car and then puts her finger up and drives off. <laughs> And I love when she um, smashes all this stuff up.
2: Same. He sucks so bad. He
1: sucks so bad.
2: So bad.
1: I feel like when she found out he slept with a nanny, she could have reacted better.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, it was bloody great. And now they've said that they're not coming back for a third season.
2: I think that's good. I think I... I like, I really think they'd be stretching it if they did a, th- a third season. Like, I know it was kind of a cliffhanger, but I feel you're kind of like, yeah, okay.
1: Well, it kind of wasn't a cliffhanger. I feel like there was nothing to go off. At the end, I thought that yeah. um, Bonnie was texting Reese's husband.
2: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Like, like when her phone <laughs> went off, I was like, oh, my yeah. God, that little hussy. And then it was just, like, not.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not perfect. Perfect piece of television.
1: Mm, the music as well is so great
2: the music's so good i shazammed so many songs and i was like i'm sure there's just a spotify playlist for these
1: me and you like discovering lizzo after listening to book smart we're so <laughs> slow you know. on pop culture like it's like on like uh, music it's so funny oh
2: so slow like i'm
1: literally like has exactly. anyone heard of yeah. justin bieber
2: I don't, I don't even know how to stay abreast of music like I don't know how people do it
1: neither but that Lizzo song's the best song I've ever heard
2: I know it really is I've listened to it so many times and thought of you
1: yeah I was listening to it and I sent. what did I do did I send you a screenshot or something and I was like I love this song and you were like Izzy I'm listening to it right now I was like we are disgusting
2: we are disgusting we're disgraceful
1: Speaking of disgraceful, sorry to to swallow my wine, is uh, the gross photographer, celebrity photographer Marcus Hyde, who just in the past 24 hours has been accused of basically soliciting nudes from a model um, after he posted on his Instagram who wants to shoot. And she replied being like, I'd love to shoot. And then he asked her for nude photos. She said she wasn't um, comfortable with that. And then he said, we'll find someone else. And she shared the whole conversation, like a boss
2: bitch, to her Instagram. Yeah, and Diet Prada picked it up and now it's become... So this guy, how many followers did he have? Like it was in the millions, right? So
1: yeah, so he's a massive celebrity photographer. So he shot like Ariana Grande and he shot Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jr. and all of those people. But it's more the fact that I think he like moves in the celebrity circles to the point where he was like on holiday with Kim and Kanye right and when he got in an accident he got in like a car crash last year and kim posted on her on her twitter being like help my friend marcus and like she had his gofundme page and she had all this stuff being like my friend is in critical condition like they, they were like close
2: wow yeah and she's come out since all these so basically this model initially came out with these screenshots of him being super creepy and weird and saying he would only shoot her if she sent nudes and he said something like i need to see if you're worth it or not mm-hmm. like Really creepy, gross behavior. And then when that came out on Twitter and on Instagram, a whole thread of women started coming out with other stories about him that ranged from like alleged a sexual assault to general creepy behavior to harassment on set to weird, creepy stuff in Instagram direct messages. Like yes. it seems like he's very prolific. And he's deleted his account since, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know whether it's been shut down or he's deleted it. I feel like he's deactivated it. But he, um, so there was like allegations that range from, yeah, him doing the exact same thing, asking for nude photos, to um, touching them inappropriately on set to like full-blown. There was one rape allegation and one girl saying that he put his fingers in her on a shoot since then ariana grande ariana grande spoke out really quickly so she put up an instagram story super quickly and was like i'm hearing i'm reading so many horrible stories like no woman should ever be made to feel like this and then kim kardashian came out today and said um that you know while her experience with him has always been really professional she's like horrified to hear like shocked and saddened to hear that other women haven't had the same experiences and that no i think that kim kardashian's response was really good um Mm, but yeah, yeah but some people have noted that she didn't use his name which i'm pretty sure i'm not sure about the legalities around that and then she still follows him on instagram but i feel like she just hasn't really noticed that
2: yeah i think it's a really interesting like this photographer discussion is really interesting because it seems like this kind of element of me too, that hasn't really been fully touched on yet. Mm,
1: yeah. Like there's been a few like um, Terry Richardson and then Mario Testino,
2: but not even like, I feel like there's so, 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 so many incidents like this. It's, and it's also such a, like, I think, I think the important thing obviously to start with is the fact that, it's really bad or dangerous and completely untrue to make like sweeping statements about photographers. Like, I think that's really unhelpful, Mm. but I think like you do have, especially these younger guys that come up through the ranks of Instagram and maybe don't have like that traditional background who it seems like the power just kind of goes to their heads and they get this godlike complex and just kind of think that they can treat women however they want.
1: Hmm. And I think his massive thing as well is that he's friends with these celebrities. Like that's that's what kind of yes. makes me feel sick. And I feel like Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian will be feeling the same way as where he's leveraged knowing them to assault women.
2: Yes, and allegedly So allegedly <laughs> assault allegedly women. allegedly. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think as well something that we like wanted to talk about was the fact that I think there are a lot of misconceptions about how much power models have in these scenarios Mm. and i think because models are like the public facing people of campaigns and shoots and things like that that you assume that they're the most powerful people in any given situation but often the photographer is actually more powerful than the models and that's where these kind of imbalances in power can happen on shoots because there's like a glut of models available like I don't know if people realize that like there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of models and just a very limited amount of spots for like top model mm.
1: and also so that many is. of these girls are so young Like girls are 15, 16 years old.
2: And you start out 15, 16 and you're desperate because it's such an amazing lifestyle and you see like Kendall and Gigi and their Instagram followers and the lifestyles that they have and jetting around and doing all the shows and being on covers. It's so like aspirational to young girls that they really feel like they've got to put themselves out there and make contacts with the right people and do what they're told and, and be quiet and whatever on set and then you get people who exploit that because they know how. They know how expendable these young girls are because there's so many
1: yeah i really really applaud this woman so her she's a los angeles-based model and design student sanaya nash and i love so much that this fucking douchebag guy messages her and she just shares it with his name with everything and it's like it just took this one woman to have enough courage to share this for his entire career essentially to be over and for so many other women to come forward and say, and say it happened to them. And it's like, there were women coming forward from 2014. Mm. And it's like, if that's been going on for six years, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I feel like we need, we need women to know that they need to speak up. And then again today, another um, photographer has been outed
2: really yeah. yeah well this is it shows you as well how powerful the internet is because it's like that's a single girl with like a pretty modest amount of followers sharing screenshots mm-hmm. and that's been picked up by diet prada and then that's gone to 1.5 million people and then that's encouraged people to see it and feel empowered to speak out and then within a few hours it's reached ariana grande and kim kardashian and they've publicly denounced him like yeah and
1: it's it's the the power of it
2: is incredible
1: and it's been reported by media outlets all around the world like you'll never ever be able to google this guy's name again without seeing this Mm. and Mm. yeah so another photographer today timur i don't know how to say it timur Emek, um who shot for victoria's secret he's a new york-based turkish photographer and like heaps and heaps of girls have come forward about him and there's really there's everything from um creepy messages to fifteen year olds to um rape allegations.
2: Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. There's just like it's the same thing that happened in Hollywood. Like when you have an industry where a lot of the most powerful players are men and where you're kind of trading in young women like aspiring actresses or aspiring models who know there are so few positions available and are so 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 desperate to make it exploitation just is like rife
1: like I was on I'm on Los Angeles time so I was kind of like as it was happening it felt like I was it was happening in real time as I was right here and every Mm. single post that was going up I was reading it in real time and it was just making me feel just so so angry and so happy that this guy was getting his comeuppance and that but then it also makes me just realize like how many there are and it's like women even right now will be sitting at home being like should I come forward about this guy?
2: Mm. It's so, it's... Yeah, exactly. Well, you just, this is kind of a, like it's not a good scenario in any way, but it's like kind of one of those rare examples of the fact that someone feels brave enough to come out suspecting that a lot of women have been through the same thing and then it's confirmed almost immediately that mm. a lot of women have yeah. been through the same thing and then all the appropriate people respond respond in the right way yeah and like it's it's kind of like it's definitely not a feel-good story but in terms of how messy a lot of these like me too stories have been I think it's like a promising response like it feels like how it should go it is it is difficult because it's like I do understand people uh, like it's really hard because you, you don't want people's entire careers to be ruined because of instagram stories or tweets or whatever like i understand that people are really conscious of following legal process and due diligence and that kind of thing but just anecdotally like for someone to post that and that to start a wildfire of like dozens of Mm. women you know like there's just no way around it
1: yeah i'm hoping now that um women actually go to the authorities because do you remember that r kelly the daily episode and the woman was saying that she couldn't do anything off the back of the documentary she needed women to actually come forward and go and speak to them at the police station like they can't legally do anything off the back of all of this to investigate they need women to go in and actually speak to the police for it to actually become like a criminal investigation
2: yeah exactly and it's it's so difficult because it puts this extra level of like pressure and Mm. responsibility on women after they've already been through a huge amount but It is this necessary thing and it's necessary from the perspective of like those filmmakers and also the media because there's only so much you can report if it's allegations.
1: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, you can safely say I don't think this guy will work again anywhere near in the capacity he has been, if ever. Yeah. So that's good. But
2: I also just wanted to quickly bring up, I wrote uh, like a year ago about models and the me too movement and how the me too movement was kind of failing models because it seemed to have not really permeated that industry well enough yet and like the proper protections haven't it seems haven't really been put in place for models yet and i spoke to matilda dodds who's an australian model who we know um and she just had some really great eloquent kind of thoughts on it so i just wanted to insert some of those here
1: just made me feel so kind of disheartened in a way because I was sort of like I don't know with the me too movement you kind of expect guys to be more wary or be more scared or not do this sort of stuff anymore like you know they're all out there you know there's still like so many creepy guys out there that haven't been ousted but I sort of seeing that guys like this are still getting away with it on such a like high Intense level just made me feel, like, so pissed off.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know. The thing is that the problem is that, like, that creepy predatory behavior, it's, it's something that's been around for fucking forever, you know? And it's, like, this movement is fantastic, but it's also sadly not going to, like, transform overnight the mm. way that men view women. Mm. And I don't know, like, it seems like that's just going to be such a long process, and that's why... That's why I think we've talked in the past about getting frustrated that this movement seems to be aimed at women because it's like this will only change if the movement is aimed, also if not more so, at men, because as we have it, we don't really have like strong, powerful, respectable men coming out with a big platform and being like apported for sharing messages about how women should be treated. And I understand, yeah, that. and it's also like, we don't want to, to men, but like,
1: like. Now that you say that, everyone's saying to Kim Kardashian, why is Kim Kardashian not coming out? Not I haven't heard one person say, why isn't Kanye West?
2: Exactly. And I'm like, imagine if Kanye West had come out at the time of like Me Too or made a really strong statement about it at some point. Like I'm pretty sure about like this is just fucking unacceptable, the way to like an unacceptable way to treat women. You know, I have daughters, I have like my wife yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like people like this guy would check their behavior because they'd be like, I want Kanye to like me and respect me. I want to stay his friend. I want him to like – it. that would have so much more of an impact on thinking about your own behavior than, I don't know, hearing some like feminist journalist for the New York Times write an op-ed about it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. Man, that's so crazy. Like I literally just thought about the fact that Kanye West has worked with this guy as much as Kim Kardashian. Like it's Kanye and Kim – and ariana grande and we're not speaking about him
2: yeah exactly and And i think that's
1: start a hashtag
2: i know (laughs) hashtag speak kanye yes i just i think that like that's where a lot of this like problem lies because it's i don't know men have always been taught to like chase women and chase down women and like get as many women as they can and like you know what i mean and it's like those ideas about what like masculinity is aren't just going to change overnight
1: yeah i'm just so glad that this woman got this response it was, it was just such a like and then i'm so glad that another woman came out straight after and is getting the exact same response like diet prada are putting their all into this now and that's just yeah it's so good thank god for diet prada yeah <laughs> honestly
2: yeah yeah, it's amazing they've got such a huge platform now and it's good that they're using it for things like this it's really important mm.
1: okay shall we wrap it up yes <laughs> don't sound too sad to see me go
2: hell fucking yes <laughs>
1: um please don't forget to rate review and subscribe um and when we say that we mean it that's not just like an end of podcasting it's a please rate review subscribe we will love you forever. Please let us know any other crazy skincare hacks. We love hearing them. Um, yes. I was in Glossier again yesterday. I tried Boy Brow and it was amazing.
2: Yeah, it actually is really good. It was good. so it's good. It's so small.
1: It held yeah, my eyebrows up off? all day and it fully filled them out. So there's a A-plus Boy Brow review.
2: Sponsor us, Glossier.
1: <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Glossier. <laughs> Thank
2: you, everyone. They're like, know it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>